Lord, I pray that we could see you as the source of all good things for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I was, uh, wanted to start today, I was thinking of this analogy, and it's funny because I hate running, but I want to start with running, okay? Imagine that you were, imagine that you were a runner. I, I really hate, raise your hand if you hate running. I hate running. It makes my legs itch. I really hate it. And my wife always tells me, she runs all the time, she says, Micah, the, the itching will go away. Just run. And I'm like, I, every time I do it, I still feel it. I'd rather swim. Okay, but imagine that you're a runner, and imagine that you're so good, you're, you're like an Olympian, and you, you run races, you jump over those hurdle things, you do everything. You're amazing. But you're really, really tired, and I want you to imagine that a guy comes up to you, and I have to say, he's got to be a very good guy in this scenario. So let's just imagine, since we're at church, that it's Jesus, okay? He's a good guy, trustworthy. I got to make sure you trust him. And let's say this guy, Jesus, says, hey, I've got something for you. I've got an energy drink for you. But it's Jesus, okay? So you trust him. (laughs) And he tells you, and it's true, he tells you it's the most... It's the most um, healthy drink for you, okay? It's going to renew, he starts to sell you. He says, it's going to renew your strength. Like all those nights before this race that you have right now where 500 million people are going to be watching you on TV, all those nights of sleep that you didn't get that are kind of adding up and you're thinking, oh no, is this going to hinder me a little bit? It's going to renew all of that. You don't have to worry about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make your feet feel so light. You're going to be soaring over every single hurdle that comes up to you. In fact, this energy drink is going to give you so much strength, you'll never get tired. You're going to run, and when everybody else is tired, you're going to keep running. If you wanted to, you could do 100 races at once. You will never get tired after drinking this energy drink. Now raise your hand if you would take the energy drink from Jesus. <laughs> All right, let me read a Bible verse for you. This is so good. This is Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah said, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I want to say today that hope Hope is truly the energy drink for your soul, okay? Hope for your soul, your inner man, your mind, your, this person that's on the inside that's living that sometimes feels defeated, that feels broken, irregardless of how your body feels, although they're wonderfully intertwined. <laughs> but hope, hope is something that gives you strength. It renews the inside of you okay? It strengthens you, and it causes you to endure, endure through the trials and tribulations of the world. Are we following? Now, in the world, people have hope, okay? They have hope in people, or sometimes they even hope for things, right? Maybe a child has hope in their parents And the parent says, I'm bringing home Chick-fil-A. And the child trusts their parents 
the child knows the parents, and the child can see Chick-fil-A coming. And they have hope in their parents to bring them Chick-fil-A. Are we following? They might have hope for a thing. It might be, you know, irregardless of a person involved. Maybe there's a person out there in the world, and they have, <laughs> they have their worldly hope that they're going to win the lottery. And they, they see it. They're wanting it. They're doing all these things. And they're thinking, I'm visualizing it. I'm going to get this. Are we following? Sometimes people in the world have hope for things, irregardless of if anybody else is involved. Yes? Now, I want to talk to you about Christian hope today. And I really pray that, um, that at the end of it, I really hope that we would get so encouraged to press into Jesus more. Okay? Uh, but Christian hope is first and foremost found in a person. And he is not fickle. He is faithful. Yeah? Our hope is in a person who is our savior, who is our redeemer, who's our protector. He's our manna. He's our bread. He's our water. He's our tower, our strong tower. He defends us. He sets us free. He does a lot of things for us, promises, rewards for us. But the Christian hope is never void of a person. It's never separate from God. We don't just think, I'm, I'm hoping that something good's going to come around the corner for me, but it's irrelevant from God. Christian hope is tied in and through God, okay? So a Bible verse says in Hebrews 11, it's talking about faith. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Are we following? Now, hope, if I reverse it, hope is the desire, the expectation, and the vision for what's unseen to become seen. Hope is about seeing something that doesn't exist, or maybe the world doesn't even see it a specific way. Hope is about seeing, desiring, and expecting something that is unseen to be seen, right? Now, as Christians, <laughs> we put our hope in God, okay? And when you put your hope in God, that means you get faith in God, trust in God. And as Christians, it's not just we're, we're people who just believe in God. That's all wrapped up in a wonderful world that we have to say love, connection with him. Are we all following? Okay. I love this. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of Bible hop here. So if you want to run there, if you want to just listen, that's fine too. 1 Peter 1, 13 says, Therefore, with sober minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed 
at his coming. And in Hebrews, it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. So as Christians, the Christian hope, okay? Hope again is desiring something, seeing something, and expecting something that is unseen to be seen, right? But it flows through our connection with God and our hope in him ultimately. And so, So excited, I want to jump ahead two parts. And so when we, when we put our faith in God, the ultimate hope as a Christian, okay, a Christian, is that Jesus is coming back. The fact that we have hopes and we're longing for things to happen says that there's trials in the world, there's things that are lacking in the world, there's people who are sick in the world, there's etc. okay? But there's coming a day when Jesus comes back and death will be swallowed up. And the saying will be fulfilled, death, where is your sting? Where we think right now that stories that have been broken, stories in our lives, things that feel like the story had ended but it was broken, all of a sudden at the very end, when death is swallowed up, that's the final chapter of the book, yes? Okay. That's the ultimate Christian hope is that Jesus is coming back, all right? But I've got good news for you. It doesn't just end there. There's a Bible verse that I was thinking about, and it says in Proverbs 13, verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Have you, any of you heard that? I started to think, and I started to think, man, Lord, what is, what is hope deferred mean? What does hope deferred look like? And I began to read different translations of the Bible, and I really like this one. It was, it was in the Septuagint. If you don't know what the Septuagint is, it's just the Greek translation of the Bible. And it, it was just worded so differently, I found it fascinating. And it says, it says, better, better is man who gives aid and help to someone in need than just giving them a promise of hope. I'm going to. I just. It says, that's only the first half of it. Better is a man. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. Here's from the Greek wording. Better is a man. Better is a man who lends aid than one who simply gives a promise. And then it says, a good desire is a tree of life. See, a hope deferred makes the heart sick. What that's ultimately meaning is like, it's like, don't defer, don't set aside the hope of another when you have the means to help them in their trial. Are we following? Don't, like as Christians, don't just go, someone's in need, I'll just pray for you, buddy. But like, 
your pockets are like stacked with cash at the moment and you know it's, you totally have extra to help someone out and the person is, could even be a relative, it could be a friend, it could be a person on the street, but you're right there with them and you've got what it takes. You got a water bottle in your back pocket, in your backpack that's unused and the person is lying on the floor with dry mouth like, oh my God, I'm so thirsty. I'll pray for you, bro. Could you imagine? But this person is needing something. Okay. So God has, there's a hope for us as Christians. The Christian hope is that Jesus is coming back. But God's not a person that sees your current needs and your current afflictions and says, and by the way, he's got all the water bottles in the world. And then he says, you know, I don't want to help you because one day I'm coming back and I'll help you then. God's not like that. <laughs> Man, like it, this, is, this is on multiple fronts. You struggle with sin. Man, one day when I die, you know, this old wretched sinner will be gone and the Lord's going to make me new. Well, the Lord's got a gift of righteousness for you right now to empower you and set you free from the devil, to give you life and life abundantly. Maybe I know one day way out there in the good old future when Jesus comes back, I'm going to get all the milk and honey I need and God's going to give me my provision. And I'm going to get fed and I'm going to be well. Well, the Bible says that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And that's talking about right now. Are we getting excited a little bit? Oh man, maybe one day, you know, I know I'm going to be transformed. See, when I see Christ, I'm going to be transformed. Everything mortal in me is, boom, I'm going to be like Superman, you know? I'm going to see him and I'm going to become just like he is. The mortal's going to be gone. Immortality shining like the sun. Whoa, I'm going to be a new creation. I'm going to have a new identity but right now I'm just this bag of dirt. No, the Bible says you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Oh man, in that day I'm gonna be seated with him when he comes and I'm gonna ride up on the clouds we're gonna be hanging out in heaven. The Bible says you are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. Are we following? So there's a hope for Christians, okay? And it's based on his word. The Bible's important. It's based on his word. There's a hope for Christians, and it's not some, man, I really want the Lamborghini or these things, and I'm just thinking of this stuff that I want, even healing, anything, in it just that thing, and I'm hoping for that thing, and I need to, I need to see, I need to visualize, I need to desire, and then I, it's just, and then I need to believe in that, and I'm just thinking about that. That's not the Christian hope. The Christian hope is wrapped up in this person. This invisible God who made himself known in Jesus. And then the invisible things that we have yet to see in this moment. Maybe it's lack. Maybe you're, you are struggling with sin. Maybe, you know, you, you, you're still viewing yourself as an old person before. And you don't see yourself how God sees you. Right? Wow. And we begin to look through God, through his lens, through him. We, we put our hope in him, right? 
You put your longing and your desire for him, in him. Your vision, you begin to look to the invisible one. You begin to seek God. Yeah, <laughs> go on. I just love your faces. It's really funny preaching because I just, I'm such, I'm like very relational, you know? If I could, we'd just, we'd just have tacos and eat and talk together, you know? Uh, maybe we should do that one day. Um, but I just, I love looking at all of you. All right, keep going, Micah. <laughs> okay. So what I want to say now is, so we know what hope is, right? Christian hope. But what do we have hope in as Christians? So first and foremost, we have hope in God. And from that hope in God, all the things in life, the wellsprings, whatever you need, the things that you do hope for will come, right? But we also, we also have hope tied to that is hope in his promises and his rewards, right? The Bible says that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible says you can't please God without faith and you got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so it's actually important for us to begin to see the invisible. When, when you are going through something, and let's say you're accustomed and you're aware of the Bible and what the promises of Christ are, and you understand the gospel and what Jesus' blood paid for, and you go through something or you're struggling with temptation or the devil comes to you and lies to you about who you are or you're in need of something, Instead of being like the people of the world and we sit and loathe in it and just go, oh man, life sucks and maybe one day God's going to come through. We begin to see what's invisible. You begin to see the storehouses of heaven. You begin to see yourself the way God made you to be. Are you following? And then lastly, um, we are people as Christians, we have hope not just in God and for the things that he has for us, but we are people who have hope for others and for circumstances around them. Um, I was thinking a lot about the story of Moses. Fascinating story. The Bible says that when Moses was born, um, Pharaoh wanted to, he didn't just want to, he said to kill the baby boys of the Israelites because the slaves had grown so vast he was concerned that maybe they would beat up on the Egyptians. So trim the herd was his mentality. So he said, put the boys to death. You see, he saw the boys, <laughs> he saw the boys as worthless. Truly, he saw the boys as a problem against his kingdom. He saw the boys as a thorn in his flesh. And he said, kill him. But the Bible says that by faith, Moses was spared 
because his mom saw him as beautiful. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, this is really good. Okay, I'm going to say this again. Moses' mom saw him a specific way that the world in that moment was not seeing him the way she was seeing him. She had hope for him. She had vision, something that was unseen. Now to her it was seen, but to everybody else, throw him to the Nile crocodiles. You follow? So to the world it was unseen, but to her it was clear as day. My baby's beautiful. And she saved him and she put him, and by faith, she saw that he was beautiful and put him in the river. Isn't this amazing? And the story goes on that Pharaoh's family, you know, receives Moses and they find him in the river. Next thing you know, he's growing up in a palace. And then it says that Moses, um, oh, this is great. Let me find it real fast. I just love this wording. Moses found the reproach of Christ. This is a Bible verse. Moses found the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of Egypt. So Moses grows up in a palace and he had a choice. Do I live in affiliation with these slaves and choose a path that goes towards helping them or do I maintain my Egyptian identity and get all the riches in the world? Wow. So the circumstances that he was seeing, he saw the circumstances in a unique way. And his hope, his hope in God, through God, saw money and the riches as nothing compared to the walk and the destiny and the calling that was on his life. You see, when you have hope in God, how you view everything around you, how you view people around you, other people might see those people as whatever. Oh, they're, they're always like that. Can you view people how God views people? Do we know how God viewed us? While we were yet sinners, God showed his love for us and Christ died for us. The Bible says a man went and sold all he had to buy this field, to purchase a pearl of great price. The Lord took on flesh, gave it all up to purchase you. He didn't see you as a ragamuffin. He saw you as a pearl. And he came to deliver you and to save you. He saw you as beautiful. And he didn't want you to be thrown into the river. Are you following? Yeah. So. So our hope is in God. Our hope is in his rewards and promises. And then our hope, because of the word and because of God and because through him, we, we can now hope for others. We see them a specific way. We can believe for them to change because we have a vision of them 
and a longing for them to become something unique. We see circumstances completely different. Even though everything around you looks a certain way. The armies, we know the story, surrounded Elijah, the prophet. If you don't know that story, you should read it tonight and, you know, stick your face in that good book and read this story. These whole army came against Elijah. A whole army came against Elijah. And they're wanting to kill him. And Elijah's servant says, OMG, we're going to die. And he says, there are more with us than those who are with them. See, Elijah was seeing into the unseen. He was seeing differently than his servant. And while his servant's tripping out, he says, let me pray for you, bro. God let him see. He looks he sees chariots of fire all around. And the number of them was greater than the host that was against Elijah. And Elijah went out and he said, God, and he prayed for them. And immediately all of them went blind in a second. And then Elijah didn't kill them. Elijah led them to the king. And next thing you know, Elijah prays for them again. They all get their sight back. They all have a really good meal. And those people never bother them again. Great ending. But Elijah had a hope in the moment that was different than his servant because he saw things a different way than how his servant saw things, right? Okay, so your hope is going to cause you to have endurance like the runner. It's going to cause you to have strength like the runner because you're seeing situations differently. Talking about your inner man, which is not physical, okay? But when you can see things differently, you're going to have way more hope in your life. Are we following? Okay. Psalm 42.11 says, let me find it. Why, soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. I want to encourage you to put your hope in God. And that doesn't mean, well, maybe one day I'll feel hope for God to do something. Putting your hope in God is an action that we can all do right now. Okay? And what it looks like is you desiring the unseen one. It looks like you expecting to meet with the unseen one right now. And it looks like you beholding the unseen one right now. And what is unseen will be seen in your life following. You'll be transformed. The same image conformed, transformed into his glory as you, what? Behold him. Okay, second, I want to encourage you. <clears throat> to 
recognize that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you put seed in the ground, you can get a harvest. If you stick it in your pocket, at some point it will turn into dust. Are we following? But recognize, the Bible says you have to believe that he is, and you also have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want to encourage you to, as you pursue him, to begin to believe that the rewards and the promises that are effective through Jesus are yours right now. That he sees you a specific way, that freedom is here for you right now. You might feel like you're in bondage, but that jail cell door was kicked open. And I want you to know that your freedom exists right now in the blood of Christ. If you're in need, I want you to see that the Lord has provision for you. That my God, who supplies all riches and glory, will supply your needs according to his riches and glory, right? And then lastly, I just want to encourage us to hope by seeing other people and seeing situations differently. The people that we work with, our family members, our neighbors. I want to encourage you to begin to hope for them. Begin to see them as pearls of great price. Don't see your, your terrible situation as just a storm. See it as an opportunity for God to come in. Begin to ask God, say, God, this army is against me or this thing is against me. Let me see the situation how you see it. And get your hopes up. This is how God, by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will overflow you with hope. Yeah? Um, lastly, I love that the Bible says at creation, the very beginning, you know, way back then, <laughs> when God made the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything, it says that everything that is seen was made from what is not seen. So when this whole existence and everything that's happening to us, when it all started, when everything started, your experience, your grandparents' experience, their grandparents' experience, all the way back to good old Adam and Eve, to all the animals and all the plants, the experience of all creation. Do, you, do we know how it started? It started from something in the unseen becoming seen. And that experience continues right now. So don't get stuck on what you're seeing in the natural don't get stuck on the story that is not done. Some of us have, we have testimonies and some of us have horror stories. And horror stories can be extremely personal and tragic and sad. But our story's not done and God's story's not done. And when it's all said and done, we will say death where is your sting? Do we understand? Come on, church. I love you guys. Keep hoping. Thanks, David. Can we get the, just as we end, can we get the prayer team um, up here? 
And I, I just want to pray for you too. Father, the God of all hope, Lord, <laughs> oh, I just pray for hope, God. Hope for all of us that causes faith to believe. Lord, that we can begin to see things the way you see them, that we begin to see ourselves the way you see us. But Lord, I just pray that we would pursue you. I pray from the pursuit of you, all the issues of life will flow. Lord, you are our manna. You're our water. You're everything that we need and more, God. And so rather than pursuing those things, Lord, we want to give our lives, our yes, over to pursuing you afresh and anew right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I choose right now to pursue you, to pursue you. Blessed are those who hope in the Lord. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. God has renewal for you. He's got renewal for you. When the storm comes, it's not going to bring you down. It's going to lift you up for you. He's got strength for you. He's got life for you. He wants to kick out all the dross. Our God's a consuming fire. He wants to purify you. And it all to, to put your hope in him and let him be those things for you. In Jesus' name. sing this tag with us. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the power forever. Jesus. It's the kingdom. Yours is the power. It's the glory Power, yours. It's the glory forever. 